Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Golden Black Radio as we take a look at this week in Purdue Athletics. Here's your host, Kyle Charter. Purdue rolled through Indiana State on Saturday, evening its record, and now the Boilermakers start preparation toward their first road game of the season. An early look at Syracuse coming up as well on Gold and Black Radio. Kyle Charters with Tom Deanhart to talk a little bit of football. The Boilermakers get a 56 to nothing victory against Indiana State on Saturday, Tom. Um, Purdue probably pitching as close to a perfect game as you can possibly do, and that's pretty impressive considering the starters basically only played the first half. It was a good performance by Purdue on a day that you thought the Boilermakers would be able to get a victory. Yeah, sometimes that's not the script, right, in, in these ball games, Kyle. You're not sure if your team's going to come out focused and ready and really do what it should do against an overmatched opponent. And like you so uh, said uh, in the opener there that, yeah, Purdue uh, played a, a heck of a ball game uh, both sides of the ball, I guess you want to find some nits to pick, you can. But 56 to nothing, my friend, the uh, most lopsided boiler win since a 59-0 drubbing of Southeast Missouri State back in 2011, which I'm sure you were part of. So two shutouts in two years for Jeff Brom's team. Got some good confidence, got some mojo now for this big trip coming up on Saturday to Syracuse. Yeah, we'll get into a little bit more of the details of that victory against Indiana State Preview, the Orange, as well, coming up on Gold and Black Radio. We'll take a quick break here. We'll be back with that. Uh, This is Gold and Black Radio. Heading to see the Boilermakers take on the Badgers on October 22nd. Sign up to win four tickets in an overnight stay at Sand Valley, a Midwest resort located just an hour and a half from Madison. Complimentary shuttle to the game is included. Visit Sand Valley Pursuits. Designing and building since 1968, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at TWDesignBuild.com. Azip Pizza is teaming up with Aiden O'Connell on the Aiden's Air Raid Pizza all September long. Aiden likes his Azip loaded with barbecue, pulled pork peppers, and Grippo's Potato Chips. Azip is owned by former walk-on football player Brad Niemeyer and is located with locations in Lafayette, Evansville, Indianapolis, and more. Check it out at azippizza.com. That's A-Z-Z-I-P-P-I-Z-Z-A.com. Welcome to Golden Black Radio as we take a look at this week in Purdue Athletics. All right, Tom, uh, the Boilermakers, a, a one-point favorite uh, on the road at Syracuse. I, I, I guess before the season, I probably expected that to be uh, a little bit more favorable toward the Boilermakers, but the Orange have played a little bit better than what we have expected through the first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, that season opening 31-7 to thumping of Louisville at Syracuse was a, an impressive opening salvo for Dino Baber's team. So, yeah, that was that, that caught people's attention, Kyle. And, of course, last week they took care of Maury Bundy, UConn, which everybody seems to do right. So they're 2-0. and They got a lot of the momentum, too. And a big year for Dino Babers, the former Boilermaker assistant coach, Kyle. He's, I guess, on, a, on, on a sort of a hot seat, if you will. 
Um, hasn't had a winning record since 2018. So a sense of urgency for him to have a good year. And this would be a heck of a feather in his cap if he can take down the Boilermakers. So, yeah, they're going to pose uh, their fair share of problems, especially offensively with uh, one of the better running backs, not just in the ACC, but maybe the nation and Sean Tucker. And they got a quarterback transfer from Mississippi State, who is a big part of their ground game too. Cause they want to ground and pound you up there. Should be a good test for Purdue's defense that has uh, performed well, I think, in the first two weeks. Of course, it would have wanted to get a stop and make a couple more tackles in the opener against Penn State. It was really good against Indiana State, certainly a, a lesser opponent on Saturday. But you do have to take a couple of things away, I think, that Purdue got a couple of goal line stands early in that game, not when the decision was really you know, in doubt by any means, but when Purdue had to make a stop, it was able to make a stop with a stand on the goal line and an interception. And then also, you know, Tom, it has scored twice in two games, which uh, is an impressive feat. Yeah. I, I, I always remember Joe Tiller talking about percentages, and I'm not sure what the percentage when you score on special teams and or defense, but the percentage for victory, I think, when you score in one of those two fashions uh, goes up pretty significantly. And Purdue has done so now twice in two games. I think it bodes well for playmaking ability on defense that it's been able to do that. Yeah, it's, it's a veteran crew really on both sides of the ball, Kyle. But to your point about sort of Purdue bone its back, I think it was in the first half they had two, both those goal line stands and one in the south end zone where they stuffed the running back right about the goal line to, to thwart Indiana State. And then at the other end of the field, the north end zone, um, tip pass. Cam Allen intercepted by Jamari, uh, Jamari Brown. So, yeah, it was good to see the defense sort of step up and rise the occasion to keep that, that goose egg intact. So you like seeing that tenacity. and and uh, But, yeah, the, again, uh, to your point, too, about the, 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 the pick sixes, the defensive touchdowns, you're right. What, what a backbreaker, sort of like getting a pump block. When you do that, typically you win the game, too. Consecutive games for the Boilermakers with the pick sixes. Chris Jefferson, of course, goes 72 yards in the opener. Cam Allen goes 65 Saturday against the Sycamores. And in the first time that's happened for the Boilermakers, back-to-back pick sixes in games. You got to go back to 2010, I believe, in Ricardo Wallen. So uh, a nice foreshadowing for this defense coming out of the gate, Kyle. A defense that we've talked about before the year even started was really the backbone and the key to last year's success probably is going to have to play like it did last year as well if the Boilermakers want to reach their, their lofty goals. Jalen Graham will be out for a, a month of uh, the injury that was uh, announced before the game on Saturday, though I think that maybe you had a seeking suspicion that, that there was something up there uh, a little bit and the potential was that he that he could be out. Uh, it didn't matter much on, on Saturday, but it could matter going forward here for the next uh, couple few weeks. Um, Purdue, though, does have some talent. I, I, I like the idea of getting Sanusi Kane on the field, um, which, which might happen more often now that Jalen Graham is out. Um, but, but, man, that is also a loss. I mean, he can be a, a playmaker out there for Purdue. They're going to miss him bad, bad Saturday, I think, Kyle. Um, <clears throat> he's a guy, Jalen Graham, who never left the field. He played all 78 snaps in the opener against Penn State. That was always going to be the plan wear him out, just let him get after it all year long. Um, yeah, a unique sort of a nickel back position, hybrid linebacker safety. 
And, uh, yeah, like I said, Syracuse is going to want to pound you. So, for the most part, I think, you know, you could see maybe a heavier set uh, along that that linebacking slash safety core. I think guys like Jacob Wahlberg and Clyde Washington may get a a little bit more action with, again, Purdue facing more of a physical team that wants to run the ball. But Saturday, you know, uh, with, with Graham out, really saw Chris Jefferson step in, and that's the guy they like playing in Graham's spot if they're on a passing down Kyle or if they're playing a team that wants to spread you out. Uh, we, we saw a real mix and match of guys in there. But, again, Jefferson's really the guy that they bring in to play Graham's role uh, as his backup when they're playing those, those, those passing teams. So their challenges loom. You're right. After Syracuse, Florida Atlantic comes here, Kyle, you hope you get Jalen Graham back when October – hits our doorstep because we all know that month opens up with two road games at Minnesota and at Maryland and go a long way toward determining if you can make a push to that Big Ten West title. Yeah, you'd certainly like to have him back by October 1st for that game up in Minneapolis. For Purdue offensively, it was another good day, uh, especially in the first half when Purdue starters were out there, Aiden O'Connell and Charlie Jones appear to be pretty decent combination, uh, I would say. Uh, Charlie Jones is is pretty good. I mean, it's just remarkable the numbers uh, comparing him to Iowa and his days at Iowa and and you know Iowa currently, which is sort of its own its own mess right now. But you know, it, you couldn't really have expected even if you thought Charlie Jones was going to come in and have an impact, you could not have really predicted this kind of impact. Yeah, you're right. You know, talking to coaches in the in camp. You know, they, they they thought this guy was special. Um, but like you said, I don't think anybody envisioned this type of a start, right? 21 receptions to two games, that leads the United States of America, Kyle. So uh, right out of the gate, you know, uh, he's had a heck of an impact. Three touchdown catches Saturday just in the first half alone. Again, Kyle, 21 catches and only really six quarters of action because, again, he did not play the second half against Indiana State. So, uh yeah, boy, that chemistry from Aiden O'Connell and Charlie Jones between those two guys—they've uh, they, certainly taken no time to to uh, have that matriculate and connect again after years apart. Of course, from their days playing pee wee football, and Kyle, he's just what this offense needs, right? I mean, they need a playmaker, they need a difference maker with David Bell and Milton Wright gone, and Charlie has certainly emerged in that role. You just hope they don't wear him out; he doesn't get hurt. Uh, but I guess the big question for me. Who's going to be the number two guy? Because I think through two weeks of the year, Kyle, there's really some question on, again, on who that number two guy is going to be because nobody else seems like they've really stepped up so far, have they? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think you want a consistent number two. Um, you know, Brock Thompson would probably be that guy, but he's just he's just nicked up. And I'm, I'm not sure, you know, if he will be able to get healthy enough, um, you know, to, to make that big an impact. It, you know, Clearly, he's a guy who's going to go out there and play, even if he's not 100%. Um, Tyrone Tracy, Purdue tried to get the ball to. Or, I mean, there was obviously a uh, a game plan going in on those first couple of series that Jeff Brom was going to get the ball to Tyrone Tracy. And I thought he did some good things, both out of the backfield and, and catching the football. Maybe he turns out to be that number two guy. But, yes, I, I think that that is something that Purdue needs to look to do. Yeah, it's crazy. I think I, I chronicled it in something I wrote yesterday. I think he touched the ball like six of the first 12 snaps. So uh, <laughs> there's no doubt yeah. they're going to get Tyrone Trace involved. And 
I think he's got to be a, a hub of this offense. I mean, maybe I'm off my rocker, but I think he's got to be a big part of it. Uh, if, if this offense wants to really take flight as a runner in and a ball carrier, um, you know, it's interesting, Kyle, uh, after Mershon Rice sort of had a little bit of a, I'm not going to call it a coming out party, but he flashed in the opener, right? He, he didn't catch a pass. I didn't think he was targeted on Saturday. He played, yeah. um, you know, TJ Sheffield, Deion Burks, those two guys in particular, Kyle, I think they could really be cuts above. Really haven't seen them take the lid off their game this year either. Had a couple guys missed last week, uh, Abdul Rahman Yashin, Yassin, and then, of course, Elijah Canyon were out. Um, so, yeah, I guess we're kind of waiting and watching. There's a certain potential there. And then, Kyle, you talked about Brock Thompson, too, right? He played about six snaps early um, with the game-time decision. Uh, I tell you, I get the sense, Kyle, it's, it's going to be walking a tightrope every week with this guy, just getting him to Saturday and if he can play. Oh. He's been through so much, such a long rehab, so many operations, bulky legs. I mean, again, um, this is going to be a deal where fans are wringing their hands every week. Will he or won't he play? So we all know what he can do. You just hope he can stay healthy and, and give Purdue a full season here. Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit of uh, running game as Purdue uh, got it going on the ground as well against the Sycamores. Let's do that next on Gold and Black Radio. On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East End Grill, Industrial and Classic. The restaurant is built like a steakhouse, but handles like a bistro. East End Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish, and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event in the private dining room, the energized and attentive staff is here for you. East End Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. At Purdue Federal Credit Union, it's about a relationship. A relationship that goes where you go, wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group is your local farmland specialist. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local Acre Pro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit acrepro.com or call 765-587-3185. Talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-587-3185. Welcome to Golden Black Radio as we take a look at this week in Purdue Athletics. Uh, here with Tom talking a little bit of uh, football after the Boilermakers 
victory on Saturday as they prepare to take on Syracuse in the first road game of the season. Tom Purdue got it going on the ground. Uh, what was it, 200-something yards? Um, I'm not sure that that's really sustainable for Purdue. But, man, it would be nice if they could get, like, 100. Is 100 too much to ask? Get 100 yards rushing against quality opponents? Uh, it just feels like that would be a number that would be a, a good goal <laughs> on a weekly basis. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that would be a nice, modest goal, I think, for Purdue. I think maybe a, uh, an attainable goal we shall see. We all know it's more about situational running, getting getting some yards on first down if you're going to run, and converting those third and ones and then fourth and fourth and shorts in the first downs when you want to try to play some power football. So, yeah, again, everything we saw Saturday, you have to, I guess, couch and take with a caveat and put context, again, an FCS opponent. But still, even 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 – Every time we say that, Kyle, at least they took care of business and dominated, right? And part of that domination was on the ground. 232 yards. It was the first time Purdue had over 200 yards rushing since 2018 at, at Illinois. And I got a question for you. Are you going to buy your number 45 Devin Mockaby jersey yet, Kyle? <laughs> uh, I, I might eventually. <laughs> I, I tweeted that I was uh, that, the, that the fan club line started um, behind me. He did look good. I think that you know, probably at this stage of his career playing, you know, week in and week out uh, in the Big Ten might be a little bit much to ask. But, man, he, he does seem to have uh, something there in terms of some speed and maybe some, what, agility? I, I don't know. Something, you know, the ability to get to the corner a little bit more that, that Purdue otherwise lacks somewhat. Crazy legs, man. You know, he, he runs hard. He's a good athlete. He's relentless. I think he was a state champ hurdler in high jump, I want to say, down in Boonville, Indiana, way in the southern part of the state. Uh, I think he was a high school rival of Brady Allen's at Gibson Southern. So, yeah, I mean, he's kind of becoming a little bit of a cult figure. You've seen this in your years, Kyle. You've been doing this a long time. You've seen your share of walk-ons become fan favorites, if you will. And, and this is an easy guy to cheer for, obviously, and it's a position of need. And, uh, again, that depth is nice when you've lost so many backs in recent years like the Boilermakers have. And he does look like he's a guy that can't help you. Now, as you noted, is he ready for a full load, a full plate of duty at this point as a redshirt freshman? I'm not sure. But, again, uh, at least in spot duty, small doses, he's a guy that can come in. I think the coaches trust him. If they need to spell guys like King Drew, obviously, and Dylan Downing, who knows, maybe he moves by Kobe Lewis at some point for that number three running back spot. Yeah, I mean, Purdue seems pretty set with King Doru and and, um, Downing is the one, too. Is there – will Purdue play a third guy? I mean, will will Lewis or Mockaby play to Syracuse or Florida Atlantic or, or anybody else once the Big Ten restarts again? Yeah, that's that's a question. Probably probably not, but who, again, who knows? You know, we, we all know how injuries work. I guess my point is, it's nice to know that uh, I guess if he had to come in for a series or two, that he could probably at least uh, be be representative and, and maybe hold his own. And I mean, who knows? I mean, Kyle, we saw yesterday in the NFL a former pretty walk-on running back score a touchdown catching a pass, Vander Horvath. So, and who's yeah. the starting quarterback for Purdue? Another walk-on, right? Uh, a former walk-on, Aiden O'Connell. Remember this, too, Kyle. Dylan Downing is still officially a walk-on. He does still not have a scholarship. 
So uh, two of Purdue's four top running backs are walk-ons. Uh, so, yeah, you just never know. These guys are always fun to watch, the walk-ons. Uh, such motivation, such a chip on their shoulder. And this is a guy, I get a sense, Kyle, that's got a big chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove it. Yeah. So Purdue will play at Syracuse on Saturday, Tom. Purdue was a pretty good road team last year. Um, yeah. You suspect that Purdue will be, you know, a good road team again this year? Yeah, who knows? I mean, you're right. I was thinking about that last time. I think they won four games away from Purdue, if you count the bowl game, at Connecticut, yeah. and then they won at Nebraska, Iowa, and they won up at Wrigley Field, too, and then, of course, in the Music City Bowl. So I think it was the most wins away from home since, like, 1943. So you know what, Kyle, you would think, again, look at the depth chart. Uh, at least the one I put out, because Purdue still doesn't put one out. But um, if you look at the depth chart, <laughs> It's a veteran. It's a veteran team, right? So you think you, that, that 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 savvy, that experience would travel, and you wouldn't be rattled when you're going in a foreign environment. So I would think if I was to, to, if I was forced to make a decision, I would say yes. I think this should be a team that can succeed on the road. Uh, they're not going to go into that many super hostile environments this year. I mean, you, you go to you go up to Wisconsin, and I'm not sure what they're going to see Saturday, Kyle. I'll be surprised. Maybe I'm sure the fans are jacked up. Maybe it gets loud in that dome. But, again, I think Purdue is a team with this veteran presence that should be able to handle going on the road and still have some success. All right, so two weeks into the Big Ten uh, season, Scott Frost is gone. Man, I don't I don't think anybody would have suspected after three games that, uh, that he was already <laughs> – be dismissed this year. I mean, I, I think you could have predicted that at some point this just wouldn't have worked out. But man, three games in for the Cornhuskers, they're one and two. Uh, Iowa has looked bad. Wisconsin loses at home. Uh, you know, Minnesota has looked pretty good, but I don't, I don't know that you can maybe have a full assessment of the the Golden Gophers at this point. Northwestern, who looked okay in, in week zero, loses. Uh, then at home to Duke, they had a chance to win that game and really sort of tossed it away a couple of times at the end. Uh, Illinois, eh. uh, who's the <laughs> team to beat? Who's the team to beat in the Big Ten West? <laughs> there you go. Why not Purdue? Right? It's a big yeah. uh, question mark. This entire division is. Uh, I think you assessed it well. Minnesota's beaten New Mexico State and Western Illinois, and they've got a horrible Colorado team this week. So we'll find out nothing more about the Gophers. But don't sleep on them, obviously. I think you can Minnesota, veteran quarterback. I like I like Tanner Morgan, no matter what other people say. And and Wisconsin, you know, we'll see. You know, I still think you always have to lean toward them. And, and Purdue, and I think in, in, in Iowa, that collection, um, we know the fallacies. Well, I shouldn't say fallacies. We all – we know, I guess, the, the, the areas of, of concern for each, each, each of those programs moving forward, who fixes their problems and can find a way to win. But, Kyle, again, I mean, it's, it's why not Purdue, right? I mean, the, none of those teams we've talked about appear to have any more better of a shot to do it than the Boilermakers. So maybe this is the year where they really get everything strapped up and stay relatively healthy and they can make that trip to Indianapolis because Kyle Time is running out. By what 2024, there will be no divisions. It'll just be one through 16. So it's going to be a lot harder to get to the Big Ten title game uh, when that that day comes. So uh, if you're Purdue, you'd like to get your shot at maybe that elusive division title. 
making that trip 60 miles south to play in that Big Ten championship game. Did you send your resume into Trev Alberts yet? <laughs> $15 million. Can you believe they couldn't even wait till October 1st where it goes to $7.5 million or that eager to get rid of that guy? It's just kind of embarrassing. Yeah. When, when you, I don't want to get up on a tangent, but got all the problems in the world, Kyle, and they're writing this guy a $15 million check to go, go home and, and sit and watch television. It's just unbelievable the money these schools got, and then for them to turn around and act outraged that they, they can't play, 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 pay players. They can't pay players, Kyle. But here's $15 million trip. See you later. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Defend yeah, that. it's Defend crazy, that. isn't it? You can't defend it. Crazy. I mean, it's just mono- it's all monopoly money. Just print it and hand it, it out. It is. It's only going to get more monopoly money coming up. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know what schools are. What are schools going to do with the money? I mean, all honesty. They better pay the players. That's what they better do. They don't need many golf courses and barber shops in the facility. Pay the players. Kyle, if you were a player, <laughs> would you rather get paid or have a barber shop at your facility? You want to get I paid. take the money. You want to get paid. Give me a bag of cash. I'll go get a haircut I anywhere. A, I, I don't need a 10,000-foot weight room either, Kyle. Give me a bench and a squat rack and a closet. That's all you need. <laughs> and a bag of cash. There you go. And a bag. Hey, everybody wants to get paid, don't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Tom. Take care, buddy. All right, uh, thanks for listening again uh, this week. Uh, again, um, thanks to our sponsors as well, including azippizza.com. Want to eat like Aiden O'Connell? Try Aiden's Air Raid at Azip Pizza all September long. Barbecue pork peppers and Grippo's potato chips are some of his favorite toppings. Available in Lafayette, Indianapolis, and Evansville at Azip Pizza. That's A-Z-Z-I-P-P-I-Z-Z-A.com. All right, that'll do it for the podcast this week. Of course, we'll have that pregame podcast. It'll drop mid-morning. On Friday, if you do like the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars. Give us a uh, comment as well. Thanks to our sponsors and for Tom Dean Hart and Kyle Charters. Thanks for listening. This is Gold Law Radio.